Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my goodness, it's been forever since I've actually recorded a podcast. Oh my gosh. Wow. And the thing is, the last podcast I recorded was in March. And it was titled Drifted. (laughs) Can you believe it? I had gotten away from recording podcasts around that time. And I actually made my way back to the podcast in March. And then, sure enough, drifted away again. But a lot of things have occurred between that time and here, March the, sorry, August the 5th, 2019. And in case you don't know who I am, my name is Derek Kinnenberg, and I am the host of Thoughts to Reality. Yes, that's Thoughts to Reality. Some of you may be familiar with the name Walk by Faith, which is what the podcast was titled originally, but I decided to change it because I wanted to keep everything on the same page. I have a blog called Thoughts to Reality. Um, The topics are not going to change that much. We are still a family-friendly, biblical-based Christian podcast. But the only difference is we're going to be talking about topics that that, that pretty much everybody can relate to. Pretty much everybody. You know, I want to reach all walks of life, all genres of people. I want as many people as possible to be able to be touched by these podcasts that I'm about to release. Now, you may notice, unlike other episodes, you may hear a little bit of noise in the background. You may even hear me breathing a little bit heavier than on my previous episodes. I'm going to tell you the reason why. Number one, I am not at home. This is the first time I have decided to record an actual podcast while I go for a walk. I actually just left the gym and I wanted to do some cardiovascular exercise. So instead of doing it on a treadmill, I decided to just come back to my neighborhood and go for a walk. And at the last minute, I was like, you know, I'm going to go ahead and record podcasts while I'm walking. Number one, I'm in the mood for talking. Number two, I just feel led to do it. So don't get used to this type of podcast because most of the time I will be at home where it's quiet, secluded, and where I can focus a lot better uh, versus walking around the neighborhood and seeing cars and looking out for animals. And we're coming up on a Kentwood Springs truck right now that's still running. So you're going to hear that in the background as well. In case you hear me speaking a little bit louder. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I hope this is not annoying my brand new listeners. I highly encourage you to go back and listen to the rest of my podcasts. Um, I began podcasting back in December. Something I pondered upon for a long time. Um, If you go back and listen to the first episode, it gives you a brief. Well, it gives you really an introduction and a testimony as to who I am, where I came from, and pretty much, you know, what I represent uh, today. So in case any of you don't know who I am or you just know of me, well, you'll know a lot about me if you go back and you listen to that testimony of mine, okay? So um, without making too much small talk and chattering, 
I'm pretty sure everybody out there is ready to dive into today's episode. And you see by the title, it's called Why Cheating Is Not Worth It. We're not talking about cheating on a test or cheating in a game. We're talking about cheating in a relationship. Mind you, cheating of any kind is wrong and it should not be exercised. And it is something that we should steer far away from, okay? But in today's episode, we're gonna be talking about cheating in a relationship or in a more modern term, we'll say infidelity and from a biblical term, adultery. Now, this podcast is not, well, this podcast, this episode actually is more so speaking to those who are in relationships, monogamous relationships, meaning you're committed to one person, um, marriages, specifically marriages. Like I said, this is a biblical based podcast and no, I don't promote fornication, which means sex outside of marriage. I'm hoping the majority of you are married or you are in the process of getting married. Okay. But I'm not going to judge. Each and every one of us have our sins that we tend to struggle with. But let's go ahead and talk about the topic at hand. Why cheating isn't worth it. Okay, so we live in this world to where Satan, that's right, Satan, has perverted sex. He's perverted sex. Because let's face it. A lot of times when people cheat, they end up having intercourse with somebody else. And most people have been fooled into believing, you know, that sex is everything. But the fact of the matter is that sex was designed to bring a husband and his wife closer together. The most intimate action next to kissing I'd say that you can share with your loved one it is an action that literally connects two people together in enjoyment and pleasure and in harmony as one for the bible says a man shall leave his parents and cling or connect with his wife meaning have sex and they shall be one flesh. But Satan has perverted that. You know, we look at entertainment. We listen to music. And even pornography. You know, sex is everywhere. And it is something that a lot of people tend to be weak in. As far as that area goes, a lot of people are weak. Temptation, we'll say. Men and women. Now, I know a lot of people out there who have a very hard time being faithful to one person. And I used to ask myself, why is it so hard for you to just stay with one person? Why do you feel like you have to go from one person to the next? What exactly is that accomplishing? What is that doing for you? 
what are you getting out of that other than that temporary pleasure that is being fulfilled for however many minutes okay other than that nothing but the consequences that come along with infidelity are extremely harsh and way more I'd say risky than sleeping with somebody my gosh the potential problems that can be born from cheating is simply just not worth it one's reputation can be tarnished people will look at you differently people actually judge you on account of how you treat the person that you're with your character will say like if you're with somebody and you treat them well you take care of them you support them people respect that but if you are on the outside trying to portray a certain image like you're just perfect and you love your spouse and you cheat on them people hate that with a passion because the fact is nobody wants to be cheated on. Nobody wants to deal with that pain. I mean, it is one of the worst things that you can possibly do to a person. Like there's a lot of things that you can do to a person to hurt them. But cheating, in my opinion, it's like top three because it hurts so bad. I think we all know how it feels to be cheated on and it's not a good feeling not a good feeling at all I've known people to lose their careers on account of cheating I've heard of people losing their families all because they wanted to cheat lost it all it's simply not worth it I couldn't I can't justify it at all and the thing is you're playing with your life too the person that you are sleeping with who isn't your spouse could potentially have an STD AIDS HIV something that you can't get rid of or maybe something you can get rid of but you take the risk of giving that to the person that you're supposed to be faithful to so now you can add put somebody's life in danger to the list you can add that to the list too so cheating has a whole lot of negative side effects or cause yeah causes and effect when negative will say when you are pursuing it and the fact that you're just hurting somebody is is terrible I, don't know, I felt led to make this episode because I know a situation right now to where somebody you know, somebody recently slept with another person and I come to find out that that other person is actually married with a child trying to portray that he loves his wife so much and that she's his queen and his everything 
and he cheats on her because of some weakness, a weak moment we'll say, that he had in time. You do not love a person if you cheat on them. I cannot stand when people make that excuse. There's no way that you can possibly love somebody and cheat on them. It's impossible because people clearly underestimate the power that love has. Love, true love, has the power literally, literally to conquer over all things. Literally has the power to conquer over all things, including infidelity, cheating. If a man really loves his woman, there's not a woman in the world who can catch his eyes, who can catch his attention if he truly loves her. If a woman really loves a man, no matter how he looks, no, no matter how the other man looks, no matter how much money he has or whatever, she will, he will not be able to get her attention because she sincerely loves the person that she's with. Okay. Cheating brings pain and suffering to both sides. Now, some people may be wondering, well, how in the world is it going to hurt the person that's cheating? Well, let me tell you something. If you are cheating on your spouse with another person who knows that you have a spouse, who knows that you're married, who knows that you have children, there's a lot of chances that that person will do you the same way because that person has no integrity no respect for family or the sanctuary of marriage and it's only a matter of time before they do the same thing to you you know what I'm saying don't think it can't happen we see it all the time here is a man who's married, finds a woman on the side. Maybe things aren't going right in his marriage. Maybe him and his wife are arguing. Maybe they're not seeing eye to eye on certain topics, on certain things. And this is one of the driving factors as to what makes people cheat. You know, some sort of problem in the marriage, which you should, which you should be trying to seek God in prayer and you should be trying to work out regardless of how you feel, okay? But a lot of men and women don't do that. They just go running to somebody else because they're too cowardice and they're too weak to try to work things out in their marriage. If you're not willing to work, if you're not willing to sacrifice and put time in a marriage, you should never be married in the first place because marriage is work. Marriage is one of, one of the hardest things that you will ever have to do in this life. It's so hard. I would almost go on a limb and say, don't get married. Because if you're not willing to work, and you're not willing to sacrifice, and you're not willing to fight off temptation, marriage is not for you. But at the same time, I know humans. I know that we are sexual beings. And let's face it, humans are going to have sex. And if you're going to do it, you have to do it right so you have to get married there's really really no way around it i made a blog the other day talking about what is the foundation 
of your relationship. And if sex is the foundation of your relationship, then that's not very good. Anybody can come up of nowhere and just destroy that relationship if it's not built on love. The foundation needs to be love. It is a necessity for it to work. But if you but if you are cheating on your spouse with somebody that doesn't care about what you have at home, that person is going to do you the same way. And then you are going to be the one looking on the inside from the outside because you decided to break the bond between you and your spouse because you decided to betray the confounds of marriage between you and God. You decided to step out. Nothing good, I repeat, nothing good comes out of cheating. Absolutely nothing. You may think that you feel some type of way. You may think that you love the person that you have fell for outside of your marriage. My question to you is that what happened in your marriage to make you even want to look in the other direction? What happened in your marriage that made you even want to consider taking on another relationship? What is the problem? There evidently is a problem because if there wasn't a problem, this wouldn't be happening, correct? I know a lot of couples who go through a lot of things and they fight through it. They go through it. They work it out. And then I know couples if they get into a small argument, oh, they're going on Facebook. Oh, they're going on Instagram. Let me tell you about social media. Social media has destroyed a lot of marriages. Social media has destroyed a lot of relationships, has broken up a lot of homes, has broken up a lot of families. Social media has done this. Oh, because you and your wife or because you and your husband had a disagreement. Oh, it's okay for you to just go find somebody on Facebook and talk to them. Because the fact is, you're hurting. And anything that anybody really says to you is going to be like candy. And you're going to suck it up. And you are going to enjoy it. Because the person that you're with may not necessarily be telling you what that person on social media is telling you but you got to understand that you are vulnerable right now you're vulnerable and that it does not even matter what a person looks like if they're telling you things that you want to hear which is what they're going to do because people don't care they just want what they want and they could care less about the the the, the plane crash afterwards because they're going to leave they don't want any part of that and you're left with the ruins. You're left with the problems. All because you decided to step out. It's not worth it. You got to think twice. You got to be wise. Work it out. Cheating is not worth it. Work it out. I don't care how a person looks. I don't care because you got to understand. Let me tell you about looks. Looks fade. That personality, that soul, it's going to stay the same. Looks fade, people. And when they're gone, then what's left? 
Some people say, oh, it's the sex. Hey, let me tell you about that. That doesn't stay the same either. You're going to get older. <laughs> Things are going to slow down. You know what I mean. Then what? Then you'll be thinking about what you had. Because that's, a, that, that, that's what happens every time. When a person cheats and then the other person says, screw this, I'm out. That person who cheated always, always regrets what they've done. There may be a few cases where they don't. But most of the time they're like, man, I messed up. I really screwed up. I wish I hadn't have done what I did. I wish I had to work through it. I wish I didn't fall into temptation. I wish I hadn't have been so weak. I wish. All of the wishing in the world is not going to change what has been done. Each and every one of us has a conscious decision to make. A conscious decision. The moment you begin talking to somebody else, you have already opened the door. I would go on the limb and say 50% of the damage has been done when you begin talking to somebody else. Because when you're talking to somebody else, you're talking about your problems. You've pretty much opened up your marriage. You've opened up your issues to a stranger. 50% of damage has been done. And it doesn't take much to finish it. Keep your problems between your, you, your spouse, and God. Maybe your pastor, maybe a family member, somebody that you trust, but not somebody that you don't know and somebody who could potentially take advantage of a vulnerable person. Because vulnerable people do things that they normally don't do. They act out of character. Trust me, I know. You can say that you're not like this, that you're not like that, that you would never see yourself doing this or that. But I'm telling you, when you're hurt and you've tried all that you can do to make a situation better and you get frustrated and you're sick and tired, vulnerability will weaken where you were once strong. Your shield drops and you will find yourself talking in ways that you didn't talk previously. You will find yourself in places that you would never find yourself going. Talking to people that you would never thought you would ever talk to and doing things that you could never imagine yourself doing. Vulnerable people do things. Hurt people do things. So what do we do? How do we prevent this? How do we keep ourselves from being in this position. How? Number one. Talk to your spouse. Communication. Lack of communication. I'll say. Is one of. One of the most frequent culprits. To people cheating. Lack of communication. It's that simple. I'm dead serious. Just a simple fact. That you may be ignoring the person that you're with or not taking the time to talk to them, to see how they're doing, to see what's wrong, to, to ask their opinion, things like that. That that right there is enough to drive you, the person that you're with into the hands of another. That's enough. Make sure that you're taking time to talk. 
Make sure that you're taking time out of your day to spend, I'm not saying spend the whole day with your person that you're with, but invest. And then you have to invest. You got to invest love in a relationship. You have to invest time into a relationship. You have to invest effort into a relationship for it to work. If you don't invest these things, it's not going to work. And if that's what you were doing in the beginning, you better keep doing it. Because if you stop doing it, you can lose what you have. I have seen people break up after 15 years, break up after 20 years, break up after 30 years because somebody got too comfortable. Because somebody decided that they weren't going to do their part. And the marriage fell apart. I told you, marriage is work. You have to put the work in or it's not going to work for you. So communication. Make sure that you guys are talking. Number two. Make sure, you better make sure that you, well, this should have been number one, but you need to make sure that you and the person that you with believes in God and the power of God and the power of prayer. Pray for your spouse. Pray for them. Pray for them every day. Pray that they have a sound mind. Pray that they have a softened heart. Pray for the love of your marriage to flourish. Pray that your eyes will only be for your wife, fellas. Pray that your eyes will only be for your husband, ladies. Pray for ears to hear, to listen to your spouse, to listen to them when they're hurting, to listen to their opinion, to listen to them when they really need you. Pray over your marriage every day because the enemy hates marriage. The enemy hates everything that God has ordained good. God has ordained marriage to be good. God has ordained sex between a man and his wife to be good. And he wants to do everything in his power to defile that. He wants to do everything in his power to defile that. Protect your marriage. You make sure that you keep God first in your marriage. You make sure that you're communicating with your spouse. Next, make sure that you're spending time with them. I can tell you from experience. You know, in the beginning of a relationship, everything is all good. You guys are going out to eat. You guys are going to the movies. You guys are doing things left and right. Once a couple of years has passed, some of those things stop. You get a little comfortable. Um, maybe a couple of kids came along the way and things slow down. You need to make sure that you keep the, the passion alive. Keep the love alive. Keep the excitement in the relationship alive. Because when kids come along... I'm not going to lie to you. Things change. You are definitely more preoccupied than you were previously. You're more tired. Your attention is going to be on your kids. Between you and your, your, your spouse and your kids, you're splitting your attention instead of giving that person your undivided attention. Now you have to give it to several people, depending on how many kids you have. You need to make sure that you guys can have that alone time. That's so important. I believe that it's important for a mother and a father to invest in their kids and spend time with their kids. But at the same time, you got to spend a little time away from them. A couple of hours away from them, just mom and dad. Prime example, today, my kids are going to my mother-in-law's tonight. They're going to spend a night over there. They go back to school next week, so they will be staying with my mother-in-law tonight. And me and my wife are going to enjoy the evening together. That's our plans. Sometimes it doesn't even matter what you do as long as you are with that person. We were in the car driving the other day and we were having a conversation about, hey, when was the last time 
we went on a vacation by ourselves because the most of the, most of the time we go on a vacation we have to you know take our kids with us because we don't really have a sitter we don't have anybody that will um be willing to keep the kids for a week or so so we have to take them with us and the last time i believe me and my wife went on a vacation or somewhat of a vacation was about two years ago that was the last time we went to chicago and it was great it was so fun and we're, we're, we're going to try to make an effort to do more things like that more frequently. Maybe, you know, once a month, maybe twice a month or something of that nature. You have to remember there was always you and your spouse before your kids. You and your spouse are the origins of your family. Your children come along later. So your children should not be running how you and your spouse spend time together, your relationship. You better work it out. Because if you don't, one or the other spouse is going to get tired of it. And cracks in the relationship are going to start forming. And then the enemy is going to try to slide in those cracks and infatuate whichever spouse may be feeling some type of way. So cover your bases. Cover your bases. We're going to close this out. Remember, cheating causes nothing but pain and suffering. Cheating causes hurt cheating can ruin both lives let's not operate in lust let's not operate in pleasure let's operate with a sound mind let's operate in faith let's operate in the spirit let's ask ourselves what are the pros and cons of me stepping out on my spouse what are the pros and cons what are the pros name some pros Name some right now. Maybe you're somebody in this position at this moment. Name some pros. Write them down. Pros to cheating on my spouse. And then name some cons. And then weigh them out. And then ask yourself, what is it worth it? Most people will probably come to the conclusion that it's not. You see, the thing is, most of you don't think this deeply when it comes to this subject. You don't have somebody in your ear to influence you to not do what's incorrect. You just do what the flesh wants you to do. The flesh is not going to convince you to not cheat. The flesh is going to tell you to do what you want to do. The flesh is going to tell you if it feels good, it can't be wrong. The flesh is going to tell you nobody has to know. No one get, will get hurt. And that's that. Well, the problem is that you know. The problem is that God knows. And the problem is that anything that's done in the dark will come to the light. It may not come to the light today. It may not come to the light tomorrow. But I guarantee you it will come to the light. There's a lot of people who are married, who have stepped out of their marriage and decided that they were going to sleep with somebody else. And they ended up getting pregnant or they got somebody else pregnant. Do you understand how devastating that can be to a person? Do you understand how devastating that can be? And let's just say a man steps out on his wife and he sleeps with a girl and she gets pregnant. And he's like, well, um, I'm not leaving my wife for you. You're on your own with this child. I want nothing to do with you. And now you drag somebody else into this issue and left them with a responsibility that was caused by your infidelity. It's not right. Cheating is wrong. If you feel like that you need to cheat on somebody, number one, you need to let them go. There's absolutely no justification 
for adultery. Yes, there's a lot of beautiful people in the world. And yes, maybe they're good people. And yes, maybe the person that you're with may be treating you like trash. Maybe they're not appreciating you. Maybe they don't even love you anymore. But if that's the case, let them go. Let them go. Get away. There's no sense in staying in a relationship where you don't feel loved and where you don't feel respected and where you don't feel appreciated. Now, I hate divorce. I'm not going to sit up here and tell you to get a divorce. I'm going to tell you to work through your problems as much as you can. Do all that you can. But eventually, you'll have to make a decision. What is best for you? But that decision should not involve you sleeping with somebody else. There's no excuse for that. You don't want to make a mistake that you'll have to live with for the rest of your life. You don't want to make a mistake that's going to hurt more than one person. You don't want to do that. You need to think about what you're going to do before you do it. God bless you all. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to follow my podcast, Thoughts to Reality. Be sure to share it. If you feel compelled, hopefully it'll touch somebody out there who may be in this position. I love you all. I appreciate the love and support. Thank you for rocking with me and thank you for being patient on my pilgrimage back to podcasting. See you in the next episode.